From conies to cheesecake and barbecue to brunch, we all have meals that mean something special to us. This podcast takes a deep dive into the traditions, delicacies, and legends that have shaped what we know and love about food. Each week, we'll learn from a guest about how food has impacted their relationships and how they view the world. This is Season to Taste. This week on the podcast, I'm excited to welcome John Patton. Um, he is the founder and owner of Fit Fresh Fast in Columbus. It's a uh, meal prep service. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited about this. It's going to be a blast. So walk our listeners through kind of your starting process. Like, Why did you just start, decide to start this um, and what do you love most about doing it? Oh, um, started last February, um, just honestly cooking for some friends as a side gig. Uh, did it for a couple of weeks, and they all asked me, "Hey, this is really good. Can we tell our friends?" And I said, "I mean, absolutely not. Obviously, I'm doing it out of my apartment." Um, and as the good friends that they are, they of course told everyone they knew. And so I started getting you know weird phone calls and emails and texts and requests. So uh, started renting a commercial space downtown that we still rent. Uh, you know certified kitchen and everything mm-hmm. um, got a hundred on our on our health inspection um which is pretty cool nice. uh, i'm pretty proud of that one um but yeah it really grew from 50 meals a week to 200 meals a week to 500 to now we average right around 900 meals a week and it's uh it's wow. really really fun um and we've got three employees uh, i've got three employees that are all full-time uh and we pay them pretty well uh, really well, actually, like a, a pretty solid living wage and try and get them work-life balance and yeah. cover 50% of their health care. So Thanks. it's pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I kind of figured if I'm going to get to build something, I'm going to try and build it the right way mm-hmm. and the way that we'd all kind of like to see it done. So uh, my favorite part, there's two. Um, favorite part's got to be when you know we have a customer that will text or email or call me and just say, oh my gosh, I've lost 30 pounds. Or, yeah. oh my gosh, you know, uh, my life has been so much easier and less stressful and I've saved a bunch of money because I'm not buying groceries that I don't cook and that I throw away. And I'm also not, you know, going out and getting fast food and stuff every day too. So those are those are both really fun. Um, and I had one of my employees text me and say, you know, hey, my wife wanted me to let you know that she's going to the doctor uh, twice this week, not because she has to, but because she can for the first time in a long time. So uh-huh. the, the being able to provide that healthcare is a really, really good feeling. Yeah. Dang. That is awesome. I think it's that's um, such a great thing with a lot of, I don't know if it's a lot, but some small businesses, right. That um, taking the convenience and the um, taking the money to actually, give those people a level of wage and, and those benefits. So yeah, I think that's an awesome thing. Thank you very much. Great to see it. Yeah. So on the, um, on the path of like saving time and I was thinking about this before, um, before our conversation, just there's a concept that I learned about this, um, semester. So I'm studying industrial engineering, um, and, and something, important that we talk about is giving people more happiness minutes, which is the idea that um, you're trying to make someone's job easier so that they can have more time at home with their family, more like more enjoyment there, having more energy, whatever it is. Um, And I think that the same thing applies here, which I I think is really interesting. Um, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on 
on your impact on in that, right? That for some people you're giving them more happiness minutes by they don't have to cook and they can save money on groceries they would have thrown away anyways because they hate cooking or whatever it is. Right. Or don't have time. And I mean, yeah. the happiness minutes, uh, I'd like to apologize in advance if you see that in some of my marketing going forward, because that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like that's a, that is actually the perfect way to sum it up. I mean, when I, we started this, I thought my clients would be 24 to 35 year old fitness folks, right? Yeah. And, you know, we have uh, folks of every age range. I mean, I have customers that are 17. I have customers that are 75. Um, and that's the, that's the number one compliment, I guess, that we get is they're like, I have so much more time in my week. They're like, I don't have to go shop for an hour when it's busy. You know, the only time I can, I don't have to spend all this time cutting stuff and then cooking it and then packaging it. Like we have a lady who's got a, probably like a 12 year old daughter in that does like, you know, national dance. Like she's an incredible dancer. Mm -hmm. And then her son is like a junior in high school and plays travel and high school baseball. And she works two jobs. Right. And so like, she's like, I love you guys so much because instead of like freaking out, like, what am I, what am I going to cook? What am I going to eat and eating unhealthy and stopping at McDonald's? Mm -hmm. Like we just, you know, she's like, I'll bring a salad with me to work and eat that for lunch. Or, you know, I'll literally bring a snack with me from you to the game and I'll sit there and be eating it like in the stands and, and happiness minutes is a great way to put it. She's got more time for her family and honestly for herself. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, I don't know. It's, you, you see me grinning like a dork, but I mean, it really is like, that's one of my favorite things too, is just making folks, giving folks more time with their friends and families. And that's, we do it with the employees a lot too. You know, I try and my director of operations had basically all of Memorial day weekend off, which never happens in food service, right? Like ever. So we've, we've tried to really structure it in a way that, that, you know, my crew gets to spend time with their families and their friends and do what's important to them. Um, but still give good customer service. So yeah. it's neat, man. Dang. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, no, that's awesome. It's just such, yeah, such a great way to save people time. And, and then on the the flip side of that, like you mentioned, like the, in, the intended audience, right. Was, um, fit, people trying to get fit, right. Trying to lose some weight. Um, and so I think a really awesome thing is, you have a whole bunch of gym partners. What was that like when you first got into some gyms and started selling there? Um, was there like an aha moment, just kind of a like realization of, of how cool that is? Yeah. Uh, And you're, you're, this is a fun one. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Doug Wattenshade, uh, the owner of, um, the Delaware fit factory up there in Delaware. Uh, thank you, Doug. I love you. You're the best. Um, Doug and I went to college and had a bunch of mutual friends and hung out a couple times. And mm-hmm. when I moved back and we were kind of starting the business, um, he, I followed his gym on Facebook and Instagram and he has a marketing degree and is incredible at social media marketing and the whole nine. It's so, like mm-hmm. all of his posts were like amazing. And I'm like, and he's like shredded, right? Like he has like a 32 pack or yeah, whatever right. and can, you know, climb buildings with no assistance and stuff. And, uh, and so I just reached out to him on Facebook when I hadn't talked to him in 10 years. And I was like, hey, man, can I bring you some food? And he goes, um, I only exist to work out and eat food. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and so I brought him some food and he looked at me and we kind of I was like, what if we put a cooler into your gym? And he's like, this is brilliant. And yeah. um, 
I mean, it was, it was obviously very like a, a test. I mean, you know, I went and bought a really nice commercial refrigerator that, you know, had a scratch and dent in it. So it was cheaper. And, yeah. and, you know, we just put it in there and Doug has been amazing. And honestly, so have his clients have been amazing about passing the word along. Um, and that's the cool thing is when you, when you get a group of people that are that excited like that, they mm-hmm. kind of do the marketing for you. Right. And it's like, yeah. you got to try this. It's so good. Uh, so that's just been, it's just been really fun. Um, to see that kind of grow and flourish. And sometimes I kind of have to do a little legwork, you know, and go to a gym and be like, Hey, what do you think? And, you know, I mean, we've had several gyms reach out to us and be like, Hey, uh, we have three clients that order your stuff and they will not shut up about it. (laughs) What can we do to get their delivery at the gym? So it's been really, that's been really fun. Yeah. Um, just to kind of see it grow. And, you know, we've got a new gym opening up sometime in the next couple of weeks. That's going to be fantastic. United strength and fitness, uh, right downtown on Cleveland Avenue, right across from Columbus state. And it's gorgeous. And we're pretty excited about it. So we're just, you know, kind of growing with people and they like it because it provides that extra incentive for people to actually come into the gym and use their membership. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just an extra amenity basically, you know, Hey, yeah. Not only can you get a great workout here, but you can also get healthy food for, you know, that week when you're not busy or the week, you know, or for a couple months in a row. I mean, we, yeah. we have clients that have ordered every single week except for one since we since like the third week we were officially open. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good idea um, from both a business perspective of and also just convenience for them. Right. You, you already either you already come into the gym or you already need food, right? So it just meets both of those needs, gives you another reason to come into the gym. It's a good idea. Yeah. No, they dig it. And it's, it's one less stop that people have to make. That's what's important, you know, to a lot of folks is cool. I don't have to go to the store. I can go to the gym, work out, bring home healthy food and go from there. Doug actually eats a lot in the gym. Uh, that's one of his favorite things to do. Yeah. So I, I bought him a microwave for his gym <laughs> and he will like do a workout in the morning and then make a breakfast nice. and then he'll do like a couple more workouts with his, and then he'll, yeah. So it's, it's fun to watch. That's great. It's neat. Yeah. And yeah, like not having to stop off at the store or somewhere else on the way home, making a second stop more time for your yeah. workout, right. Or whatever the, the happiness minute thing is for you. So yeah, that's yeah. sweet. Love that. Very cool. What's the biggest thing you've learned since starting this? Oh man, so many things. Uh, it's you. Even if I have downtime, my brain like really never stops working. Yeah. And it's honestly how rewarding it is to just really take care of our clients and our and and our employees. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird and I keep hammering on it and it sounds cheesy, but like, you know, before this I worked for a very, very large grocery chain that at one time was known to like really take care of people, right? And it just got to a point where it felt like that wasn't the way anymore, you know, taking mm-hmm. care of customers, taking care of employees. So just kind of getting to sort of reaffirm what I've always believed about taking care of your employees and they'll take great care of your customers and kind of watching all that happen and flourish all the time has been really, really neat. Um, and the the biggest thing I'd learn is, is honestly best laid plans too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we can plan everything down to a T, but there's always going to be stuff that happens. Yeah. And teaching my crew kind of that, that – 
chaos control. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. hey, stuff's going to go wrong. How do we stay calm? How do we figure it out? How do we still deliver great product? How do we still take care of customers, right? And so it's been really fun to kind of grow with them and see our ability as a unit and as a team to solve problems um, and make sure those customers stay happy. Which is, I mean, it sounds so cheesy. And if they listen to this, they're going to like make fun of me forever. But it's like a proud dad <laughs> moment, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you get the text and instead of, oh my God, this happened. What do we do? Like, we burnt the chicken or whatever it is, right? Oh, no. And instead it's, instead it's, hey, you know, we burnt this chicken. We don't want to serve it to folks because it's going to be too dry. Um, we're going to run and grab some more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're going to recook it. It's going to take us a little bit longer. And like, that's where that pride comes in, right? Where it's like you instill in them like, hey, Mistakes are going to happen. Yeah, it's going to cost us money, but do the right thing in the end. You know what I mean? And then we'll yeah. always have those customers. So, and then it's okay to make mistakes. That's another big one. Absolutely. But. Yeah. One of my favorite sort of things on the same line is fail fast. He's like, if yeah. you're going to do it, just do it already. Just just mess it up <laughs> yeah. and, and you'll learn from yeah. it. And that's what I'm <laughs> learning in my internship right now. Just just mess it up already and you'll you'll figure it oh. out. Yeah, don't hide it. Don't like, you know, hem and haw around it for weeks. Just like do the thing. And if it doesn't work, have a plan to fix it. Yeah, right. that's great. Yeah. I'm taking that too. Absolutely. Awesome. What is your favorite menu item that you no longer make? Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> Actually, I know exactly what it is. All right. So we do. Uh, I love my background's crazy. I mean, I when I lived in Chicago, I got to work in, I mean, Super high-end Indian, uh, Chinese, Thai, Korean, seafood, I mean, everything, right? Oh, so, wow. like, I, my, my background, I love all kinds of crazy food. Mm-hmm. And I spend way too much per year on crazy food, um, which my accountant will tell you. And uh, green curry pork is one we used to do. Ooh. And we took this really nice, awesome, fresh curry paste and coconut milk and fresh ginger and garlic and simmered it all together. And then we did this really awesome roast pork loin. Um, and then we would do like peas and carrots and green beans, just kind of random veggies and some really good jasmine rice. And like to me, smell, texture, flavor, I mean the whole – it's just like this perfect dish, right? And uh, despite how adventurous our our – uh, clients are because I mean we have people that will eat anything which I love yeah and uh, but we couldn't sell I mean we'd sell 30% as much as everything else and I put it on the menu and put it on the menu because I mean you won't see the same menu item more than you know once every month and a half two months I try and really sure. rotate it a lot and I really only bring back like favorites that sell really well mm-hmm. but we I couldn't sell there was one week I think you know we sold 800 meals and I think only like 30 of them where this green curry pork oh, no. and, and my director of operations and they, yeah we're like yelling we're like why are people not ordering this it's so good and so every once in a while when i have a bunch of other like really great sellers on the menu i'll like sneak it in for us you know what i mean yeah. like i literally and we all just like order a bunch of it and we're like i need that and i'll eat like one per day for a couple of days but yeah green curry pork for sure i just i i love asian flavors you know they punch you in the mouth um and there's great complexity and depth yeah. in a lot of it and you know you've got freshness and the balance of salty, sweet, you know, tangy, spicy. I love stuff like that. So, so would you say Asian cuisine is your favorite? Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to answer that question without my lawyer present. Okay, I don't want to incriminate myself. Uh, 
I, I mean, so for me, Asia is so broad, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got you've got all the different types of Indian cuisine, which is incredible, and again, super, super, super in depth. And we're really lucky in Columbus to have so many outstanding, amazing Indian restaurants. I mean, it's just we Asian and it. I mean, everywhere. I mean, you so can't much. throw a rock without hitting one. So, um, yeah. So I'd have to say, in a broader sense, Asian for sure. Um, I do love making pasta at home for myself and for my mm-hmm. friends, just because, yeah. again, there's so many different ways to do it. There's so many different neat things, and pasta really lends itself to, like, seasonal ingredients. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, yeah. if ramps are in season, hey, I'm going to make a ramp pesto for you guys. Like, I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, for sure. I mean, Asian food, Indian food, it's all just – it's so diverse. And it was cool because I grew up here. I grew up – I went to Dublin, Sciota. So, I, I grew up here, graduated 2004, went down to OU. Um and the entire time I was in high school, from the time actually I was about 10, I was like obsessed with food. Like my mom would take me down to North Market and stuff yeah. like when Jenny was, was like first get, you know, when it was still just a stall and you just all kinds of cool things. And, and, you know, I felt like Columbus had an incredible food scene way back then. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I, I move away. I'm in Chicago and Wisconsin and all over Illinois and Iowa. And then I come back. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like a million times better even, right? Like, what do you even, how do you even not spend money every day um, on how great all the food is? So this is, a, this is honestly one of the best food towns I've ever been in. So yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's next to like the Cincinnati area is where I've spent um, the most time. Right now I'm up in Kent um, for an internship and man, cool. was I spoiled at school. Yeah. Columbus food is, is so good. There were, I, I have quite a long list of places I want to go um, in Columbus. And I've, I've had some good food here, but I, I realized like two weeks into this internship that I wasn't spending hardly any money on food. And I think it was just so spoiled in, Colum- in Columbus. I just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, yeah, I just yeah. want. I just want some Jenny's and hot chicken takeover. I don't know. Dude, it's so good. I will tell you. So my grandma lives on the Twin Lakes in Kent, uh, and she's lived there for like ever. And I go up to see her all the time because we're like besties because she's like the coolest lady in the universe. There is a place called Brimfield Bread Oven. Okay. I've it's heard like of it. 10 minutes. Dude. It's close. Bro. So I think they pull they pull this particular type of bread. It's like their, their whole grain sourdough. Mm. They pull it out of the oven at either 11 a.m. or noon. And so it's all they grind yeah. all their own flour that's all locally grown fresh. And then they bake it in a wood-fired hearth. And they pull it out of the oven at either 11 or oh 1 on the weekends. And it is the greatest like loaf of bread you will ever <laughs> eat in your life. You have to check it out. Dude. I, I love it up there. Absolutely will. Someone recommended yeah. it to me this weekend. And then I drove past it and I was like, okay, it was, it was Monday. So I, I couldn't go, but I was like, okay, I'll right. come back. I yeah, know where dude. it is now. Oh my God. Here, can you, I, I got, I'm going to hold this up to my camera. Look at this thing. Can you see it? Your camera isn't on by the way. Is it really not? No. Oh, now I feel bad. <laughs> well then that's fine. I'll send, I'll, I'll message it to you. Okay. It's the greatest loaf of bread ever. Awesome. Cool. Man. Sounds, sounds amazing. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I have a few hot seat questions, but uh, yeah, real quick, honestly, um, it's really funny because, like I said, I was eating. There's a really great little Chinese place that makes like a really good vegetable stir fry around the corner, so I got it right before this. And my fortune was, we treat this world of ours as though we had a spare in the trunk, and uh, like the timing is hysterical, right? Like, thanks, universe. 
uh, I mean, we've been using mostly compostable packaging since probably our fourth or fifth week because one of our customers, the the, the the two that actually still order like every single week and yeah. almost never miss, they just sent me an email. And I had always kind of planned to switch to compostable, but they were like, hey, like we love you, but we have, you know, all these plastic containers. What do we do? And the only thing I could imagine is the trash, you know, island out in the pacific right and like it just like it hit me like a ton of bricks so i did a bunch of research like that day and got in touch with the company up in cleveland called green paper products and um they sell a lot of the uh compostable like bowls and stuff that we use and they Mm -hmm. have like this really cool one that's like lined so it doesn't get soggy and they have the best customer service in the history of the universe um but honestly it's really neat to see Restaurants, not just in Columbus, obviously, but everywhere, really realize how much that single-use plastic is just crushing everything. Yeah. And and it's really, really important to us and has been since day one that we do everything that we possibly can to make sure that we're not contributing to that, right? And we're trying to minimize, minimize it as much as possible. So um, stuff like that. And then there's a there's an organic farm down in Obets run by um, Andy and Kendall, this husband and wife. And they are amazing and they grow absolutely phenomenal certified organic produce. Yeah. And this is the first week of the season I'm using their stuff. They actually just handpicked all the lettuce for one of our salads like this morning and sent me a picture of it. And I'm just like drooling, right? (laughs) So just using as much local as possible. I mean, I'm, if my camera was on, you'd say I wear this support local shirt every day. That's Um, awesome. You know, that and just trying to cut down on plastic, I think Mm -hmm. is, is really, really important for, for everybody and it's nice to see a change in consciousness for that so yeah absolutely it's it's a very difficult thing to do right um or at least um a lot of things you mentioned i i admire because they are different from either what a lot of large corporations will do or they're just difficult right to give people um more money or health care and and um compostable materials right like those are things that a business from a business perspective, you'd be like, you're wasting money. Right. But I think you're in it for the long haul. And I, I really admire, um, those initiatives. Thanks, man. That's dope. Yeah. And I mean, that's the whole, I mean, healthcare is 1500 bucks a month. Right. And, it's worth every penny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and if I ever had, you know, a book, if we get to the point where we're big enough and somebody's like, well, maybe we shouldn't, I'd be like, get out. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. I love you, but get out. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, so to me, like, it's more about, we have the company and we get the, you know, we sell this product that makes people happy and the money they give us, I want to be as, as socially responsible with it as I can be. Right. Mm-hmm. And it starts with the employees and it starts with spending a little more, you know, per package, you know, without, you know, staying up at night, knowing that I'm going to ruin the environment. So yeah, it's, it's cool to see people really respond to it and, and have that positive reaction and say, Hey, I really like what you guys are doing. Um, you know, cause hopefully someday the big guys do take it on. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Hopefully someday these huge, I mean, freshly, there was a week last year where freshly did 900,000 meals or something in a week. So think about 900,000 plastic containers, right? Like, what does that yeah. look like? Like, just think about that in it's your crazy. head, the lid and the bottom. So like think if all that was converted into into the compostable stuff and we'd be in a good spot. So Yeah. I mean it's it's been kind of on the forefront of my mind this past year. Um at Ohio State, everything went to like pick it up when you go there. And they had been doing a lot of initiatives that were um, you know, for sustainability. And I think that they're still tr- attempting to go in that direction, but 
I might have lost yeah. sight a little bit this year, um, just with the amount of plastic bags things would come in, and everyone was just using um, the like one a single single use silverware, right? And so before you were having all these plates that people would wash, and that's more water yeah. use, right? But um, now it's it's so much it was so much more plastics, and so yeah, yeah definitely something I was thinking about, and um, something well, and so like that's. That's one of the crazy things to think about. So, like, obviously, love the Ohio State Buckeyes because I grew up here. Yeah. And if you don't love the Buckeyes, they'll come after you. <laughs> uh, but seriously, like, I love the Buckeyes. I know that they have, like, a, Ohio State has a ton of, like, absolutely incredible people that work for them. And they've also got, like, tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of monetary resources, right? And yeah. connections and, oh, yeah. you know, contracts with people and whatever. So all it really takes is, you know, one school or one person to really say, okay, we need to use 900,000 disposable forks, right? Um, the plastic ones cost three cents each. The paper ones cost five cents each. Let's see what we can do to find, you know, the money to do something like that. Yeah. And, and I think once some of these big universities really start tackling problems like that, I think that's where you're going to really see that example being set for everybody else, right? Because that's mm -hmm. just what sets the bar. Because if somebody like Ohio State that's that big and has to buy so many can do it, you know, does the price go down then because the companies can make way more and yada, yada. So sure. it'd be interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see kind of how, how big universities like that handle it. Yeah. And it's, it's a huge problem in so many ways because even yeah. I wonder if like the paper industry right now is hit really hard because of COVID and that had like stalled a whole bunch of things and, you know, lumber's yeah. way up. And I wonder if, if that, prices inflated and people are more like weary to to give it a shot yeah. so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few years it's true it is true way smarter people than me man <laughs> figuring that stuff out you know oh yeah tough problem to solve no doubt absolutely all right well mm. on that i think it's time for hot seat are you ready let's do it very excited an interesting question that has um a little bit of controversy do you wash your rice? Um, I can't give away trade <laughs> secrets. Come on, hot seat. Uh, so I like to use basmati just because I feel like you don't really – it's one of the few rices you don't have to rinse. Um, and we actually kind of play around a lot with how we cook our rice where I was trying to find like mm. that perfect cook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we've done we've done rinsed before. We've done not rinsed, and I mean honestly, with the volume that we're doing, the final texture that we get actually stays pretty close because I've got a really really smart guy that kind of works through all that stuff with me. Nice. So my answer is my answer is both in true evasive fashion. <laughs> Perfect. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, man. I mentioned this because I am. I'm baking some uh, country-style ribs right now for the first time. What is your favorite cut of pork? Oh, that's also not fair. <laughs> um, gee whiz. I mean, pork shoulder, you can't – you just can't beat it, right? Like, it's just yeah. everything you need. It's It will always be very affordable. Um you know, I love that if you cut it real thin and cook it in steaks, like if you're in St. Louis, like pork steak mm -hmm. is huge. They love that down there. I got a bunch of buddies down there that swear by it. Yeah. Um, but for us, man, you just low and slow braise it. You rub it down and you let it braise for 12 hours. And it just, I mean, you lit, we, this is, it's funny. We actually hit it with a spoon and we know it's ready when it just like falls apart. Right. So, Crazy. um, 
pork shoulder, dude. It's got to yeah. be. And if you've never gone and gotten a pork shoulder from like a really good local farm that's like an heirloom hog and like slow roasted it, it's, I mean, you're going to pay six, seven dollars a pound for this pork, right? Because yeah. it's pasture raised and it's local. It is, there might not be a better food in the world than like that perfectly, you know, dude. slow roasted local pork shoulder, man. That sounds mm. amazing. Yeah, oh, man. I'm hungry now, and yeah, I just ate. Right. This is your this is, this is your fault, man. Oh, and you've got pork like in the oven right now. Like, oh, you have yeah. to smell it. So, there you go. I'm I'm itching to to go eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah! If you could have one food group plus one food item on a deserted island, what would it be? Oh man, food group. So like, give me a little more framework. So what do you mean? Essentially, let's go like the my plate whatever the the health thing is these days um okay fruits vegetables grains dairy and meats i guess you could throw beans into proteins if you want and then like add one individual food item so like you could add steak and then have vegetables or something okay god i gotta go veggies man there's just so many different if i can do veggies and fruits then definitely veggies and fruits um, but I mean, if not vegetables, there's just so much cool so stuff much, you can do. Yeah. W- walk around three creeks produce, seriously with Andy and Kendall. And they're just like picking snap peas off a plant and letting you eat it in the field. Right. And they're just like, here, try this lettuce that you're going to have next week. Like yeah. it's still growing, but here you go. And I mean, veggies, you just, their, their color health benefit. I mean, the whole nine, y'all know they're all delicious. You can do a bit, you can do a million things with a potato. Um, and then an additional, if I only had to have like one protein forever, or like one extra food forever. I might have to say duck, man. Ooh. Nice. It's like duck is, I mean, it's like, you know, a couple times a year for me, but there's mm-hmm. nothing like getting a whole duck and, you know, confeeing the legs and then cooking the breast and then making stock with it. I mean, there's just a lot of really cool stuff you can do with the duck. So yeah, yeah, dude, vegetables and duck. I'd be shredded <laughs> if I did that. You know what I mean? That'd be crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that, a good question. I like that. That's a really, that's a solid answer. I, yeah. Man, I mean, honestly, I'd probably say something similar. I, that's, a, that's such a cop-out. Um, no, no, no. Maybe for protein, I'd switch it up and go like chicken or lamb. I think you have yeah. some very interesting options with both of those. But on the on duck, I think I had my first experience with duck this past semester. I went to um, nice. Joy's Village and got the like duck and pork fried rice or something. It was fantastic. Nice. There were, they like roasted it on the bone or something for the drumsticks. And I don't know. It was, it was fantastic. It's like, it's that perfect, like, it's almost got this really neat, very light sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. And then this, it's also very incredibly savory and I love it. Yeah. And if you can get it where they've properly rendered the fat out, so it's not really greasy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it really, it really is like one of my favorite foods. We used to do a, uh, a duck confit taco. Uh, with a roasted corn salsa nice. at a taqueria that I ran in Chicago. And it was like one of the best bites of food I think I've ever had. It was really neat. That sounds incredible. So, yeah, man. Now I'm just thinking about duck hunting tacos. <laughs> man, I got to stop. I'm just making we you hungry. To... Yeah, for real. No, this is good though. It's nice. It's, it's, you got to be hungry when you're a chef, you know, and yeah. that's half the fun of, of our company is, I mean, it's a different menu every single week. So every week I just, you know, we're the crew and I are just coming up with different things to cook for people. And I think that's why we've been able to have so much longevity with, with a bunch of customers mm-hmm. that just order every week or every other week or whatever it is for more than a year. Cause it's just always something different. So 
Yeah. I love that <laughs> quote. Carl. Yeah. I love that quote. You got to be hungry if you're a chef. Yeah. Put that on you a shirt. <laughs> For real. I might have to, man. Uh, tell Carl I said thanks, by the way. Vitas Butcher is amazing. Uh, he is, for him to have that vision, to open that up and do what he's doing, yeah. I mean, Carl crushes it. He makes some really cool stuff, and it's it's great to see him grow and 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 flourish, man. I mean, he's he's got some good vision. So tell Carl I said thanks for the recommendation. Absolutely, yeah. Um, John was recommended by Carl Underwood from uh, Vitas Butcher, so you can uh, check out that episode. I believe it was episode 30. So yeah, John, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was an absolute blast. Thank you, man. Anytime you want to talk about food or have me on the show, I'm down. This was uh, this was really cool. So thanks a lot for what you're doing and have fun up there in Kent. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Season to Taste. If you enjoyed, go ahead and share it with one of your friends and tell them your favorite part. You can find me on Instagram at Season 2 Podcast. And special thanks to Adam Paddock for the music. 